Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp to join the fun. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Spencer T. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Stomp. Switchcraft episode 187 is also brought to you by Amazon Prime. I've been a member of Amazon Prime for a really long time. Uh, things that we used to get uh, at the store, we now go to Amazon for. Uh, they deliver everything in two days. They've got a fantastic return policy. Pretty much anything that I'm not happy with, I send back and Amazon gives me my money back right away. Um, and you can get one of the best subscriptions and all this stuff that comes with Amazon Prime free for 30 days. Uh, that's free. Uh, that's free shipping, free music, free video, and it comes with Twitch Prime. And best of all, if you sign up to Amazon Prime for that free 30-day thing, you're supporting the show. So head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash Amazon Prime, and you can check it out right over there. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Well, I, I I hate to say that I'm not surprised at this, but I'm not surprised at this. And I know that there's people out there who bought the first game and really like it. And I've talked about this before on the show, so I'm going to do a quick recap. All right, NBA Playgrounds came out very early in the Switch's life cycle. I believe it launched uh, right around March Madness time, and which makes a lot uh, uh, last year, by the way, which makes a lot of sense because we had March Madness going on, and it's a basketball game, and it just makes perfect sense to want to launch a basketball game on a brand new platform that is selling really, really well at the same time that everybody's watching basketball on TV. So that makes a lot of sense. And I understand why Saber Interactive pushed to get NBA Playgrounds to market as fast as they did. However, by and large, people have said that they've been unhappy with that game. So many people were unhappy with that game that Saber Interactive decided as a mea culpa, as an apology, as a gosh, I'm sorry, guys, we're going to give out a free game. We're making Shaq Fu for the Nintendo Switch. And if you're looking at the video on my arcade cabinet behind me, you can see Shaq Fu being played. Now, they said, okay, we're going to release Shaq Fu to the people who bought the game for free. And if you bought it before we announced this, you get the game for free. And time went by and nothing happened with it. You know, time went by and Shaq Fu never came out. And, you know, every once in a while, Saber Active, Saber Interactive would say, hey, we're still working on Shaq Fu. It's coming. But then we got an announcement, I don't know, like a month ago or maybe two months ago. I can't remember exactly when. Uh, but, hey, they're making uh, NBA Playgrounds 2. And by the way, if you don't know what these games are, these are very... They're, they're basketball games that are very akin to what NBA Jam was back in the 90s. Uh, and it's, it, you know, just as a quick aside, I got to I got to interview one of the developers that actually worked on as a pixel artist, uh, one, the NBA Jam back in the day. 
Uh, that's Jules Watson or Watchem. I don't know how to say his name. I've screwed it up every time I've said it. Uh, so go 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 check out that episode of the show. It was a few episodes back. Uh, but anyway, uh, so NBA Jam is this cool arcade basketball game where everything's over the top and ridiculous. And that's basically what NBA Playgrounds looked like it was going to be. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure that that's exactly what NBA Playgrounds is, just with better graphics. But, it, you know, it was missing a lot of features and the, the file sizes were huge and people were unhappy. So they said, now you're getting Shaq Fu. And then they announced that NBA Playgrounds 2 was coming out. And a lot of people were scratching their heads. They were like, really? That's surprising to me. And then a couple weeks went by and then they made an announcement that, it, that that game was coming out before Shaq Fu was going to be released. And, and I guess I should probably explain what Shaq Fu is. Uh, for those of you who are not as old as me, because I'm an old man. Um, so, oh, I'm getting corrected here. T.F. Wagner says that the game la- launched not during March Madness, but during the NBA playgrounds, uh, um, not playgrounds, the NBA playoffs, which is in June. Thank you very much for uh, letting me know, T.F. Wagner. Um, so as I was saying, we've got, uh, oh, I got to describe what Shaq Fu is. Shaq Fu is a 2D, 2D fighting game like Mortal Kombat, like Street Fighter 2, like that kind of fighting game, um, but featuring Shaquille O'Neal, the basketball player. And it was, you know, an old game back in the day and, and you know, not not very well received either. So the fact that this is what they were doing as their mea culpa was very weird to me, uh, but that's beside the point. So then, as I was saying, they said, all right, well, we're going to launch NBA Playgrounds 2, and that's going to come out on May 22nd, which is in two days, or three days, sorry. Uh, so that that's in three days. And <laughs> uh, a lot of people were like, wait a second, but you still haven't given the people who bought the first game Shaq Fu. What the hell is going on here? And I, I'm not saying that they shouldn't make this other game, but they should make good on their promises before they start trying to get money out of those people uh, a, a second time, basically. Well, the reason I'm talking about all of this again, and now that you've been caught up and I've been talking for this long, I'll finally get to the news point of this, and that's NBA Playgrounds 2 is now going to be delayed. So the game was supposed to come out on May 22nd, but I guess it's being delayed, and they, they're delaying it at the last possible minute, which is pretty crazy. Uh, so there was a tweet from... The developers from Saber Interactive, they said, we've got some news to share, but we want to start by saying good things come to those who wait. Uh, There are exciting news brewing with the NBA Playgrounds franchise that we think will take arcade basketball to new levels. And for those of you watching the the YouTube I'm reading right here, um, they said, we can't tell you everything now, but what we can tell you is this means our launch date of May 22nd will be moved out. Please be patient with us. We promise NBA Playgrounds 2 will be better than ever. We'll have even more details to share soon. All right. Well, they, like I like like I just read, they're not giving any reasons as to why it's delayed. And maybe it is being delayed for something really cool. Or maybe they're just like, you know what? We can't put this out right now because it's going to tick off a lot of people if we put it out before Shaq Fu. I don't know if that's the case. That's just, you know, maybe that's a, you know, just a thought that I had. 
another reason that they might be delaying it is when I mean, uh, TF Wagner just told me about the uh, the NBA playoffs being in June last year, I'm assuming that the NBA playoffs and I don't follow sports ball. So I'm assuming that the NBA playoffs are going to be in June this year as well. I could be wrong about that. Um, but if that's the case, maybe they're pushing it to try and match it up with the, um, uh, with the NBA play, play, uh, playoffs. It's hard to say NBA playoffs when you're talking about NBA playgrounds. Anyway, um, as bad as the first one apparently was that I, I don't know much about. Okay. I did watch some video of this in Damn it, it looks really good. It really does look good. And if you haven't watched any any uh, footage of NBA Playgrounds 2, then make sure you check it out because the, the footage looks promising. It really does. I'm certainly not going to be one of the first people to pick this up. I'm not going to buy this ahead of time. I'm going to wait and I'm going to, to wait and find out uh, how it is because, you know, I don't want to get burned like all those people that got burned the first time around. Um that being said, I, you know, Saber Interactive, they have ever since I, the first time that I'd ever heard of them was when they announced NBA Playgrounds 1. And everything since then has been just disappointment upon disappointment upon disappointment. And that doesn't instill me with a lot of confidence. Uh, Captain Logan in chat says they also heavily discounted the game last winter to boost sales. Uh, they were top charts for a long time. Um, he, he suggests that we burn them and raises his pitchfork. Uh, TF Wagner says also Shaq Fu is supposed to be June 5th, 2018. And that was announced for spring 2018 in February. Um, Captain Logan says can't support such a shady company company with empty promises. And I think that that's kind of how I feel as well. Now, if, if NBA playgrounds two comes out and is awesome. It, like everybody's like, oh my God, this is this is what we've been waiting for since NBA Jam on Fire Edition came out. Like if it comes out and it's awesome, then I'll probably pick it up. Because while I don't care about sports ball games, I love arcade sports games. Games where it's just over the top and crazy. Like that's the kind of stuff that I like for sports games. And uh, you know, NBA Jam. That ate a lot of quarters back in the day uh, of my quarters. Like all of my allowance would go into uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, NBA Jam, Mortal Kombat, Marvel versus Capcom. These are the games that ate my quarters and uh, NBA Jam ate probably more than most. Anyway, let me know what you guys think about NBA Playgrounds 2, it being delayed at the last minute uh is that are you still confident in uh the idea that this game is coming to the switch or not and we'll stop Sega. hot hits today hot hits on the way plug into today's hottest arcade hit all right the next story that i want to talk about is hyrule warriors is out and you know i i missed out on this game the first time around it came to the 3ds and, you know, I heard bad things about it, mostly because it it was really more optimized to run on the new 3DS, but they still allowed it to be run on the old 3DS and it was kind of janky there. So that was a mistake, I think, on, on Nintendo's part or on Koei Tecmo's part, whoever 
just made that decision to allow it to be played on the older 3ds um but i missed it there and then it came to the wii u and i honestly i don't know which order that happened and i think it came to the wii u first uh but it also came to the wii u and you know when it came to the wii u i was at the point where i was kind of you know, washing my hands of the Wii U and I wasn't interested in buying any more games. And and honestly, when I looked at it, I was like, nah, I don't really know if this is the kind of game that I want. It's not really a Zelda game. It's some other game just skinned with Zelda stuff. And and then the Switch got announced and they showed off Fire Emblem Warriors, um, which honestly, when they I, I had never heard of a Muso game before, which is the Warriors series of games like um Oh my gosh, I can't remember. Like Samurai Warriors and and whatever. Like there's a whole bunch of the Warriors series of games. And I'd really never played any of them. I've heard the names before, but I'd never played one before. And, you know, I think it was actually at the Nintendo Switch unveiling uh, in January of 2016 uh, when they, they showed it off. And I was watching and I was like, wow. That Fire Emblem game looks kind of cool, but it's not a Fire Emblem. Like, what is Fire Emblem Warriors? And everybody was like, oh, my God, what is this going to be? And then I found out, oh, it's like Hyrule Warriors. And I wasn't really interested in it. And then Fire Emblem Warriors came out and a lot of people were talking about it and saying that it was pretty fun. And so I picked it up, even though it came out at the worst possible time. I believe it came out like two weeks before Super Mario Odyssey, which was a horrible decision on the part of either Nintendo or Koei Tecmo. I don't know who. Honestly, I think it should have been delayed until um, January. Um, oh, Captain Logan in chat is correcting me. That's why I love having chat here, because they, they fix it when I make big mistakes. Uh, but he's saying it's Dynasty Warriors, not uh, Samurai Warriors. But I get what you're saying. All right, so um, so we've got the Fire Emblem Warriors game, and, and I ended up picking it up and playing it, and I was incredibly confused. Like, I really didn't understand what was going on, but there was, I, I could tell that there was a little nugget there hidden in all of the, um, uh, in, in all the trash. There, there, there was something there that was really good, and I was just having trouble understanding it, mostly because... I hate to lump them all in together, but like very many, um, like very many Japanese games, they do a terrible job teaching you how to play the game. I mean, maybe I'm spoiled by Nintendo, but Nintendo is like the king of I'm going to teach you how to play this game in a way that's fun and so that you're learning the, the skills that you need in order to uh, you're developing these skills that you need in order to overcome the challenge that I put in front of you, but I'm going to do it in such a way that you don't even really realize that you're learning these skills. And sometimes they kind of ham fist it and it doesn't work as well. But most of the time, Nintendo does a great job teaching you how to play their games. And, you know, other uh, Japanese companies who make video games they don't do a great job with that. You know, Capcom, I'm looking at you. Uh, the Monster Hunter series is notorious for being really, really opaque and difficult to understand. And then when I got uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, I, you know, I was trying to play that game and I was like, wow, this is so 
uh, strange and I don't understand what's happening here. And this map is really hard to understand what's happening. There's arrows going all over the place and a bunch of flashing stuff. And it was just overwhelming. I didn't feel like they slowly eased you into it. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I stopped playing that game because then Super Mario Odyssey came out. And eventually I got back to uh, trying out Fire Emblem Warriors. And, you know, the second time around, I had to look up a few things on the Internet and I started to understand it a little bit more. I deleted my save and started at the beginning a couple of times. And, you know, I still have lots to do in that game. But then I saw that Hyrule Warriors was coming to the Nintendo Switch and it was going to have all of the content from the Wii U version plus all of the content from the 3DS version plus other content added in and it seemed like a really good deal. And I was really enjoying how Fire Emblem Warriors was playing and so I decided to pick up Hyrule Warriors. and. Uh, If you want to watch my first about 15 minutes playing the game, there's a link in the show notes that'll take you to my uh, my first look video. I'm sure if you've been to my YouTube channel before, youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp, that you will have seen first look videos that I've done before. This is the same thing, except it was with Hyrule Warriors. And, you know, at the end of that video, I said to myself, "That, that was pretty fun. I think that they've I think that they've done something here that I really like. One of the things that I really liked about Fire Emblem Warriors was how they they found a way to integrate the pairing up of your uh, characters that's that's very intrinsic to what Fire Emblem as a game is and the weapon triangle, which is essential to what um, Fire Emblem as a game is. And they brought those things into Fire Emblem Warriors in a way that I thought really was incredibly interesting and uh, a lot of fun and it really varied the gameplay and I liked it a lot and then I I I just kept thinking what are they going to do with Zelda because there's no weapon triangle is it going to be not as fun uh so when I picked it up I was very relieved to find out that the things that they brought into this uh that make it that that make it a Zelda game uh even though it's not a Zelda game uh, are the boss fights, which are fantastic, and the uh, the different items that you pick up. So, like, you're on a stage, and maybe you pick up the bow and arrow, and then during that boss fight, you need to use the bow and arrow that you picked up during the stage in order to win. And I thought, this is wonderful, and I had a lot of fun with it. Now, I'm not sure if they did a better job teaching me how to play this game uh, in Hyrule Warriors than they did in Fire Emblem Warriors, but I definitely had an easier time. And I don't think it's because the game's easier, but I think it's because my brain was finally able to wrap my mind around how you're supposed to play these games. And I've had a lot of fun playing it. So um, make sure that you check out my first look at Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. Uh, I'm having a blast playing that game. And in fact, earlier today, I did like a three hour stream here on twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp, where I was playing Hyrule Warriors and I had an absolute blast. So uh, make sure you check out uh, that game because it's fun. And uh, maybe I'll do a full review later. It depends on how long it takes me, because by the time I finish it, it might be so late that people really don't care about the reviews anymore. Anyway, thanks. Paperboy from Mindscape for your Nintendo Entertainment System. 
So the next story that I want to talk about is a Microsoft story, which is weird because it's a Nintendo show. And why am I talking about a, uh, a Microsoft story? Well, the whole reason that I'm talking about it is because Microsoft is doing something awesome. And uh, PlayStation and Nintendo, they need to follow suit and they need to come up with something, especially Nintendo, because Nintendo is notoriously bad at this. Uh, there are people out there who do not have the use of both hands or even one hand, or maybe they don't have a certain number of fingers or thumbs, and they still want to be able to play games, you know? And Microsoft has announced this new controller. Uh, they call it the Xbox Adaptive Controller for players with disabilities. And it is this massive slab with these two conf giant configurable buttons, a D-pad. And then if you look at the back of it, do they have? Yeah, if you look at the back of it, if you're watching the YouTube or the YouTube, if you're watching my YouTube video right now, you know, let me see if I can zoom in on this. Well, that's not what I meant to do. There we go. All right, you can see it's got all of these inputs along the bottom or along the back. And if you're just listening to the show, you'll just have to use your imagination. Um, so it has all of these inputs where you can plug in other peripherals to make it easier for whatever disability you may have to allow you to play the games that you want to play. They have these big programmable buttons. They got the D-pad on there, although I think the D-pad could probably be a little bit bigger uh, for this. Uh, but this is awesome. And it's something that I feel like Nintendo has always done a terrible, terrible job uh, with. And that's uh, like... Uh, many games that Nintendo does, they don't allow you to reassign the buttons like you can't you can't say I want this button to do this and I want that button to do this. They say, look, this is this is how we set it up. This is the best way to do it. And if you disagree with us, then don't play our game. And I don't like that. And I think it's I think it's just weak and it really shouldn't. There should be no reason why every single game that has ever been made shouldn't have reprogrammable buttons so that I can say, well, it's hard for me to reach the, the, the X button because of whatever reason, I'm going to put it on the Y button or I'm more comfortable pressing this or using the triggers instead of using the face buttons. They should be that way for every game. And in this day and age, like it's it's an absolute travesty that it's not. And Microsoft is really out in front with this and they're making this adaptive controller to to help people who would otherwise not be able to play. Now, Nintendo's mission statement for a very long time has been to grow the gaming community. And there's a whole bunch of people out there that who are left on the table who they just can't play Nintendo games. Now, I, I know that some people have even 3D printed uh, things to make it so that you you can play with both Joy-Cons in one hand. Uh, so maybe if you're one-handed, then you can play. But I feel like Nintendo is, is in third place when it comes to adaptability. You know, Xbox One and PS4, from what I understand, because I haven't really done it myself, uh, but I guess that those systems at, at the operating system level will allow you to, to customize your controller so that it is most useful to you. And Nintendo just does not allow that to happen. And in most of their games, there's no options. And I just hit my desk, so let, that probably sounded great. 
There's no options to customize controls. And that is just bad business. So hopefully Nintendo and uh, PlayStation follow suit and start working on something like this. Or you know what would be even better is if Microsoft just said, hey, this will work on any system you want. Yes, they would not make as much money from it because I'm sure that this will drive some people to buy Xboxes that otherwise wouldn't do so. Like if this was available to play on some other system. But I think if Microsoft is really concerned with with how um, disabled gamers are able to play, then I then they would just sell it the, the controller and make money on that. Uh, anyway, um, let's check out what chat says. Uh, Vaxxer says, oh, no, Vaxxer's leaving. Uh, Kodiak Moonwolf says, if you've got an Xbox Elite controller, you can customize what all the buttons do, I believe. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, so it's it's pretty crazy that that it's taken this long for a company to do this. But, you know, Able Gamers worked with Microsoft on this, so I think it's awesome that they're doing this. And I just hope Nintendo follows suit to make it easy for everybody to play their games because... You know, if you ask me, Nintendo makes the best games. And it's a shame that a lot of people are missing out on the best games because Nintendo is a little too pig-headed to allow people to play the games the way they want to play them. Oh, Pac-Man, I'm beat. And I'm hungry. Thank goodness for Pac-Man pasta from Chef Boyardee. All right, guys, two more stories, and I'm going to lightning around these stories. I'm going to go real fast and not talk about them a bunch. Uh, First off, I did a quick poll about which Pokemon game are you guys interested in, the Pikachu version or the Eevee version, if that is in fact what's happening. And Eevee won by a landslide. It was actually pretty crazy. Um, So this is something I think I'm going to start doing more often, where I'm going to ask you guys a question, and I'll put a Twitter poll out there, and I'll even put a link in the show notes so that you guys can go and and vote and say what you think. Um, This was the idea of somebody. Whose idea was this? This was... Um, like jet ski in the discord they they suggested hey why don't you create a twitter poll about the question you asked last time so you know I'll, i'm gonna try and do that more often so anyway uh the poll was let's pretend that pokemon let's go pikachu and let's go eevee are true which one are you getting 46 percent said eevee 28 percent said pikachu 10 percent said neither and 16 percent said both that was really surprising i thought for sure that pikachu was going to be the just hands down the winner here, but they were not. And uh, that's very surprising. And by the way, if you don't already follow me on Twitter, you should at run, jump, stomp. It's really easy. All right. One more story. Uh, and that is Gentle Bros Games. They are the developers of Cat Quest, and they have posted on Twitter that they are going to be bringing their next project, of course, to the Nintendo Switch. And it is coming soon. Or the, well, there's a reveal trailer coming soon. And that game is Cat Quest 2. Uh, now, if you don't know what Cat Quest is, it's a very Zelda-ish, uh, Zelda light um overworld rpg where you are playing as a cat with a sword or magic and stuff um you can follow the links in the show notes to find my uh review of it over on youtube i also interviewed the developers and you can find that review over on youtube as well and uh it was like the first cat quest i really liked it i thought it was a good game so i'm excited for cat quest 2 um are you guys excited for cat cat quest 2 let me know 
Atari 2600. Now get up to $30 in rebate offers plus a free Pac-Man. All right, guys, that's it for me today. Don't forget, if you want to watch the full show, you can do so over on YouTube. Uh, that's youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp, and you can see the full video. If you have time to stop by and watch the live show, you can do that over at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. I record that on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturdays at whatever time I have time to sit down and do it. Um, let's see what else. Uh, finally, if you are looking to support my content, you can do so by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. There is a bunch of links there that will definitely support my content. There's there's my Amazon affiliate link. You can buy e Nintendo eShop gift cards through my Amazon affiliate link. I get money and you get the gift card and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So if you like digital games, help me out that way. Uh, you can check out Audible or Amazon Prime or sign up for Twitch Prime or you can buy a Doc Sock from my wife's Etsy shop. She makes, I don't have it nearby, uh, she makes these awesome uh, zippered pouches with with Nintendo themed characters on them. You definitely should check those out. You can buy a t-shirt featuring uh, featuring the podcast logo or um, there's also this really cool shirt that I designed uh, that I like a lot and I think that other people would like it too and that's the NX shirt. So if you don't know, before it was called the Nintendo Switch, uh, the, the code name for the Nintendo Switch was the NX. All right. And so there's the NX shirt right there. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see what it looks like. And uh, I think that they're really good shirts. And, they're, you know, the, the shirts that come from Threadless are actually pretty decent shirts uh, as well. And, of course, you can check out the chair that I'm sitting in right now. It's an OP seat. You can get one of those and uh, directly support the show. So just head over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Be, would be a big help. Uh, I'm out of here. Uh, I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.